0: into the contest. It's Friday the 30th of April. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee who has been in control of the house his wife's away and he's had an apron on, he's been cooking and sweeping and cleaning and getting the kids to uh, do jobs around the house. How are you coping?
1: Mate, it's running like clockwork around here mate, all good but uh, yeah, the most exciting thing is mate, <laughs> it's Friday, bring on the weekend mate, bring on the weekend, it's um, hopefully a little bit
0: of golf this weekend and uh, if this weather continues. It's running like clockwork It's running like clockwork, it's beautiful. Alrighty, good to see you. it's running like clockwork, you are a dem- Domestic goddess, you really, really are. Today on the show, we have Queensland comedian Shad Wicker on the show. He loves his rugby league, and boy, oh boy, there's plenty to talk about. And what about motorsport? It's all over the place this weekend. The F1 GP, what's happening with Daniel Ricciardo? Our man, our guru, John Thompson, joins us. Well, prison bar gate. What a story this has been. Eddie versus Koshi, Koshi versus the AFL. And the AFL have come out and said that Port Adelaide cannot wear this Guernsey with the black and white. Bars, the prison bars.
1: It was, a, it was a pretty quick ruling, wasn't it? And uh, ruling in favour of Collingwood. And um, look, I think that's right. I think it, it is a bit too close to the, the, the Collingwood jersey. And um, let's get on with it now. It's more of a fight between, as you said, mate, Koshy um, and Eddie McGuire, mate. But uh, yep, in favour of Collingwood. There,
0: Collingwood get one of their first wins for the, one of the first wins for this year. And Ricky wasn't happy last night. He uh, he was blowing up. Ricky Stewart I talked to uh, after Canberra uh, suffered its fourth straight loss in the first time in about three years. Yeah big time mate and,
1: uh, and look, look South looked really good. Um, Canberra once again got out of the gates really really well um, you know the final score being 34 to 20 um, but they just really struggling in the second half for Canberra and Ricky blowing up a couple of tries disallowed and uh, look Benji Marshall he may not still be at his best anymore, the ageing Benji Marshall, but I'll tell you why, you've got, you got an Oscar for a few of those dives that he took when uh, making those tries disallowed, but uh, yeah, Ricky Stewart at his best, blowing up once again.
0: Yeah, he took aim at the obstruction rule, and, and look, a lot of people aren't happy about this. couple of late tries disallowed by Canberra, could have taken that game into golden point, but I suppose when things aren't going your way, they're just not going your way. We'll talk more about this and much more in the world of rugby league with Brisbane comedian Shad wicker that's next on afternoon sport time to talk to our man Queensland comedian Shad Wicker, is a rugby league tragic. How are you, Shad? Man, I'm good, boys. I'm doing
2: okay. Uh, I mean, I'm a bit sad after the Warriors last week, but I'm okay. We're back. We're back already. new week of
1: footy. A new week of footy, Shad, and uh, it seems every week Ricky Stewart's having another blow-up. Uh, South winning last night 34-20. to 20 over the Raiders did you see Ricky's blow up
2: this week mate I'll tell you what he blows up after every single game I think this guy complains about the rest even when he wins doesn't he like he's worse you know what he's worse than um like you know every time a hooker whenever the play the ball happens they always put their hands in the air <laughs> yeah. and that always happens that's Ricky Stewart after every game of footy you know what I mean like there's always something that's gone wrong as a, as a man that's from a South Sydney um, family um, I think all the calls were absolutely correct
0: yeah, I tell you what, he wasn't happy. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, of course, they need to get it together. They did lose players prior to the game, which didn't help them. Now, mate, what about Trent Barrett the other day? It's been a been a long old season for the Bulldogs, and we're only seven rounds in. They finally got a win over Cronulla, and he was quite demonstrative, wasn't he, on the sideline?
2: It's nice to see some passion. I think if you're a if you're a Bulldogs fan, but um, you can probably throw out the Kleenexes because I doubt they're going to win another game. So there probably won't be any more <laughs> from here, So
1: <laughs> look, I, I think it's more Trent. I know. Trent drives a really nice brand new um, four-wheel drive ute, and he, he had it parked out there at Belmore. And um, he was pretty worried about if he lost again, his, his ute might be on uh, bricks when he came out. So that might have been the reason he was crying, mate. He saved his car. And I'd believe that out of Canterbury for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, was, it was interesting though, wasn't it? Because the first six rounds, uh, yeah, the fans were crying. And then uh, it was a very emotional moment when you think that, you know, one win, you're still at the bottom of the table. Yeah,
2: but I mean, you know what? He's probably looking at the table as well and looking at what's happening up here in Brisbane and thinking, you know what? That one win. <laughs> we only need probably one more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's funny, like Trent Barrett, we all know as a footballer, was a fantastic footballer both for the Dragons and 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 for, for New South Wales and, and Australia, and um and coaching is a very different thing. And he said this was actually his best win both as a coach and a player, so it obviously means a lot to him.
2: That is interesting for it, for him to say, mm-hmm. though, isn't it? Because he was a part of a lot of losing New South Wales origin
0: takes. <laughs> no, Trent Barrett, we're talking about Trent Barrett, not Paul Gallon. Trent Barrett won quite a bit. Of course, he was with Freddie and Joey and all those guys. You Queenslanders, you try to take an inch, you take a mile. No, you're right. You did win three in a row. Um, What about the Broncos versus the uh, Titans tonight?
2: Mate, I I remember when we first started hanging out, guys, it was a Broncos-Titans game, and I told you that the Titans were the best team in Queensland. (laughs) And I think that it is, if anything, I say many things wrong on this, but that is one thing that has still stood true. This entire time, I'm predicting this Broncos team is going to have at least thirty points put on them by the Titans this week, and I'll even go as far to say how anyone could stop Fafita, let alone the Broncos at the moment. Yeah. Another hat trick to him in this game.
1: Well, big time. Kevin Walters has now changed his half combination four times in uh, in eight matches. Kevin Walters, he seems to be all over the shop.
2: Hey, I was um, I was actually having a chat with a mate of mine this week. There's a lot of sentiment in Brisbane at the moment. That like obviously everyone loves Kevy yeah. because of, of his history of being in Brisbane everyone loves the guy loves the the, the like you know he, what he's done for the Broncos back as a player, but the, the sentiment around here is how come it's constantly club level and this board that seems to be running the Broncos into the ground when they can't keep mm. any players they don't offer people contracts and then say like this Tom Dearden one has been the biggest big egg on their face. Meanwhile, Sam Walker's setting up tries left, right and centre for the Roosters. Everyone's mm-hmm. sitting there in Brisbane. No one seems to be angry at Kevy. more angry at the fact that the people above have completely butchered this team.
0: What about the West Coast Quackers? We've had the Reds before. Uh, you know, we're talking about expansion and uh, businessman Tony Sage, he's uh, desperate to get a team going. We've known that for a while in Western Australia. Do you like the, the sound of that, the West Coast Quocos, of course, the, the little rodents that live out there on, uh, on the island at Rottnest. Or is it pronounced chokers?
2: <laughs> Mate, you say that it is it pronounced chokers, but I could be wrong here, uh, Tim. But let's see if this fact is correct. When they did expand out to the Western Australia and they had also the Adelaide Rams and uh, I think New Zealand first came into the comp then with the Auckland Warriors, mm. wasn't the Western side the only one that won their first game? I'm pretty sure they were the only winners when you, they you, first expanded. Yeah, you, you might be
1: right. And um, look, I, I, they've tried to do rugby over there before. It, it is a very big AFL um, state. Um, and I, I know they like their cricket over there and, and soccer's going well. But uh, yeah, Tony Sage, he's, he's a bit of a, um, he's a real entrepreneur, this guy. And he really wants to get as many sporting codes over there um, playing under the Perth, you know, Western Australian banner as he can.
2: I reckon if you're going to be a truly national rugby, I understand in the second team in Brisbane's where the money's at and a second team in New Zealand seems to be a bit of making mm-hmm. sense. But if you're going to be a truly national team, you have to get the West Coast side happening. Like there has to be a Western yeah. Australian side in the comp. But I do think I'm not a big fan of the Quackers. <laughs> I mean, they're really funny to see on Instagram, but I don't think it's going to strike any fear. But I was thinking like about the mascots and I thought of a couple of new, we could probably rebrand a couple yeah. of teams Instead of having, you know, what they currently are. For example, Manly. We've been talking about Manly a bit each week. And I thought instead of them being the Sea Eagles, we could just rename them the Manly Turbos because we all know they can't win without him. So if they can just put him on the (laughs) emblem of the jersey, then he gets injured, they might be able to keep up with the win. Um, Obviously, the Brisbane Broncos will be the Brisbane don't-goes because no one wants to come here. And the players are telling (laughs) everyone not to come here now, so they might as well just put it on the jersey. But uh, my favourite one, I think, is Mike. Um, This is probably my favourite change-up. Instead of the Melbourne Storm, we could call them the Melbourne accountants. Because <laughs> I think that would be a nod not at the, to the biggest influences in their success. You know, Cam Smith obviously built like an accountant and the people in the accountancy firm that managed to keep them rolling the salary cap for Very, very good. Yeah, I like
0: that. that. They, had some, they, had some, they had some problems with their books. Now, um, apologies to the Quokka family. The Quokka, also known as the short-tailed scrub wallaby. So they're not rodents. So they're, also, they're marsupials that are part of the, the Macropod family. So there you go. Also, um, yeah.
2: If you have me to hear Ray Warren yell out the short tail scrub wallabies over and over and during a game, <laughs> yes, exactly. And the conference system, what do you think? Um, well, like I've said, I'm a big NFL fan, and their whole system is a conference and uh, divisions like system. Which, by the way, the the NFL draft was on today, big big day. Mm. Um, I, I like the idea because it makes kind of a Super Bowl esque final in the middle. Um, I'm a little bit confused as to how it would keep passion kind of going with rivalries because if, if you're only mm. playing a cross-conference game once, then you're only really going to see – like, for, for example, the way they've set it up in that uh, – the example they did, the Melbourne Storm are going to win that every single year. Mm. Like, they're, they're going to be taking on some of the worst teams in terms of how it is at the moment, the talent spread. That, that conference with New Zealand, the Broncos, the Titans, all the Queensland teams and Melbourne – it's, it's hard to see anyone who would be up for the task when Sydney gets most of the rich clubs are in Sydney. So I, I don't know if the balance is right with the conference. Mm. That would be my, my only issue with it. But... If they do expand, they go to the western like side, and it, and it gets a lot larger. Then I get it, but I don't know if going to going up by two more teams and then doing a conference is going to work. You'd have to be much bigger to do something like
1: that. I totally agree. I think I don't think it's big enough or stronger enough in the other states just yet to, to that, that to happen. And there's more-
2: 32 teams in America. Like in America yeah. for their conference system, there's 32. That's twice the size of the comp. Yeah. Yep. like and that's why it works because you've got so many teams in the finals, so much competition and so much money in the game that I think you would just
0: see the weaker teams get weaker. Absolutely. Shad, uh, you have been a font of information this afternoon, Sport. We will talk to you next week. No dramas. See you then. We're in Spain, we're in Portugal, all over the place on four wheels, two wheels, motorsport. John Thompson is next on Afternoon Sport. John
1: O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: Time to talk motorsport. John Thompson, how are you? I'm very
1: well, thanks, Tim. Mate, let's start with uh, Dan Ricardo, mate. Uh, What's happening with him at the moment?
3: Well, Shane, it's only two races in. Everyone had very high expectations, including probably me as well. But, you know, the reality is these cars are so complex and so nuanced between teams. The designs make them quite varied, even though largely they're all the same on the outside, apart from, you know, some aerodynamic changes. The reality is, you know, you've got to actually figure out what the braking limits are, what the capabilities of the car, mid-corner, at high speed, all of those sort of things. And as Daniel Ricardo proved at Renault, it just takes a time to, get the car tailored to your feeling to understand that it's not going to break just like the Renault. And these things have to be instinctive. The late Sterling Moss once said that when he had his big crash in 1962 and he came back after that, he realised he couldn't go on with Formula 1 because nothing he did was instinctive anymore. And, and actually that's the problem, uh, that it takes some time to get those instinctive feelings. And that's what's happening with Dan Ricciardo. He's certainly said that he, he wants to actually up the pace He wasn't embarrassed by the fact that the team uh, asked him to pull over for Lando Norris, who finished on the podium. Mm -hmm. It proved the right tactics because Mm. Lando was quicker and Daniel Ricciardo struggled to six. So... Let's wait and see if we can get some uh, some better performance out of Daniel.
0: Yeah, and one of the big stories uh, with Daniel Ricciardo at the moment is because he's been critical of the Formula 1 for highlighting some of the smashes. You mentioned Sterling Moss before, and like in the past, as we know, there was that whole documentary made of of Formula 1 and racing back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s called The, the Killing Years because that's how dangerous a sport it was. Um, Ricciardo's been very critical. His boss has backed him up. What did you think of it? Do you think he – look, he's admitted to going slightly over the top with it.
3: Yeah, look, it's, it's a hard, it's a fine line. That's that's the drama of Formula One. Part of that drama is the fact that it is a sport of danger. And luckily, we've ameliorated a lot of those risks and actually made it a lot safer than it was. I think it's a difficult equation. Part of me says Daniel's right. Part of me says, you know, hmm. be quiet and get on with it. But, um, you know, he's, he's an opinionated guy
1: and he actually does have a stand. And I think um, we've got to respect that. Mate, um, they, uh, there's drama, drama on the track. There's also drama off the track. The Red Bull team are headhunting key Mercedes personnel for its new engine program next year.
3: They are indeed, Shane. Of course, next year Honda pulls out of Formula 1, but Red Bull has said we'll take over that whole Honda engine program and do it in-house mm. and build an engine to rival Mercedes Benz. They're almost there now. The Honda's actually proving to be very quick. And like Honda did back in the GFC, When they pulled out of Formula One, they actually had an engine that took Jensen Button to the championship that year in an unbranded car. So likelihood is Honda will pull out of the Formula One championship next year and Red Bull with Max Verstappen could win the championship. But to do that and to make sure that they've got that ongoing technology, they're actually headhunting some key personnel out of Mercedes-Benz. And apparently, Helmut Marko, the racing advisor for Red Bull Racing, has really jumped up and down because he said Mercedes-Benz are doing everything they can to try and stop these guys from coming to Red Bull. Well, duh. (laughs) You know, if you've got a a key personnel who is responsible for making sure that you uh, have an edge over the opposition, you're going to try and hang on to him. That's only natural. Um, Red Bull have got just potloads of money. Amazing how much money you can make out of uh, sugary soft drink. Um, but they, mm. um, they've they got plenty to spend on Formula One and they're throwing it around with gay abandon.
0: What about the Moto GP this weekend? Uh, that name Gardner?
3: Yeah. Well, Remy leads the Moto2 and is in rude form. He's riding extremely well and um, we may well see a Gardner on a World Championship trophy later in the year. It's a long way out. It's only Race four of the championship this weekend, I should say. But he is showing a clean pair of heels to his opposition. Of course, his main opponent uh, at the last Grand Prix in Portugal, Sam Lowe, crashed out, which left Remy with uh, more points and the lead in the championship. So we're looking for great things this weekend. And we're also looking for a better performance from our man in Moto One or Moto GP, I should say, Jack Miller, who uh, has been underwhelming so far in the races.
0: In the Moto Championships this year, finally, and I don't want to give you too much time to talk about this because you manly people become very, very boring. But you know, Des Hasler was almost at Centrelink at the start of the year. Now you blokes are flying with Turbo.
3: <laughs> yeah, they are doing well, but we're taking every game at a time, and this weekend's a big, uh, a big challenge in Bathurst against Penrith. But any team in the in the uh, NRL can be beaten on any week, so let's wait and see if we can uh, break the, uh, the the Penrith. Run of wins. I somehow doubt it. They they went through last year, winning every game except the grand final. But <laughs> we'll wait and see. We're we're uh, we're quietly confident.
1: Yeah, well, definitely. Well, I think they're playing well, but it's, it's just amazing. We're talking about earlier in the week what uh, what one player can do in uh, Tommy Turbo, and um, I just hope he stays fit. You know, he's had a lot of um, hamstring injuries, and uh, I hate to say he might be even one hamstring away from uh, from ending his career. But um, I hope he keeps playing well, and I hope Mally. Give the Panthers a really
0: good uh, good go this weekend. Thanks for your time, John. Yeah, from doing sprint races. Tomo, we'll talk next week. Good on you, guys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you, of course, goes to Shad Wicker today and to John Thompson. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Shana. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, our great producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back on Monday with your daily dose of sports news. Catch you then. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.